When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Sklansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Sklansky. And, you know, remember those times where we watch a cartoon on TV and we're like, man, I really wish that became a movie. And then 15 years later, it decided to become a movie. Yeah, it's like this show, The Simpsons, that (laughs) has been a TV show forever. And they're like, you know what? Let's make a movie. Yeah. And it was really good. Like, the best Simpson movie in the world. Because it's the only Simpsons movie in the world? Because it's the only Simpsons movie in the world. And now, this episode, Bart and Lisa get to experience what we got to experience 15 years ago. Their favorite TV show, Itchy and Scratchy, is finally getting a movie. Well, I don't think the Simpsons movie came out 15 years ago. I think it was like eight. Okay. Well, either way. But, Uh, uh, yes, this is... Season 4, Episode 6, Itchy and Scratchy, The Movie. And what a movie. Uh, So, the original air date for this was November 3rd, 1992. And this is actually a Tuesday, not a Thursday, like they would normally run from season, I believe it was 2 through 6, before it got moved to Sundays. Okay, so so did did you figure out why a Tuesday? Uh, I did, but I forgot. Good. Great research. I love it. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't remember. I should have written that down. (laughs) That would have been a good thing to tell our, yeah, our, 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 uh, audience. Uh, it's, it's Tuesday, not a Thursday. They, they were feeling saucy. Let's Uh go with that. That's the reason they were feeling saucy. Uh, recap. When Bart is grossly negligent. Homer forbids him from seeing the new Itchy and Scratchy movie. Because, you know, Bart, he is a, not a good kid sometimes. No, in this episode, we'll get into some of the shenanigans that, that he uh, got himself into. He definitely pulls off some shenanigans. Yep. Some of them are very funny. Some of them are not. Yeah, some They're of them are cool. just lazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, chalkboard gag. I will not bury the new kid. No, is this uh, Samantha Stanky? Well, we did get a new kid in this episode. We did? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But was he new, new, like Samantha Stanky, or was he uh, just the first introduction of him? Uh, Oh, he's new, new. I've never seen this kid before. Okay, not in the background or anything? No. All right, well, I guess we'll, we could probably go with that. But yeah, burying the new kid, I mean, he's probably like, hey, you gotta pass an uh, initiation. I bury every new kid in the in the schoolyard, <laughs> up to their neck. Yeah, I don't know. Did uh, did Bart break into Willie's shed to get the shovel? Probably. Well, that's probably the only place he can get a shovel. Probably. And this is not the only chalkboard gag we'll see tonight. No, no, it won't. And uh, the second one is a a different person. 
I know. So this is uh so I think we if we've been keeping track, this will be the second episode where we get two chalkboard gags. Second or third? Yeah, I think it's second. So the couch gag this week. The Simpsons sit on their couch and it deflates because apparently their couch is a blow-up couch now. <laughs> well, okay. To be fair, we never actually learned what type of couch Herb got him in uh, <laughs> Brother Can You Spare Two Dimes, so... But we, this is like, but this is episode six. We've already had four couch gags. I guess. Because, you know, one of those episodes is Treehouse Horror. Well, maybe so. this is like the backup couch. Like, you know, when, when something like when a couch turns into an alien or, you know, falls to the floor or, or implodes or something. This is like your yeah. back. This is like their backup couch. It's just an inflatable couch that looks exactly like the Simpsons couch. Yeah. And, and and now we know. Now we know what uh, what they do when all their couches go away. Yeah. They get a get, get that. They get an inflatable couch. That makes sense. So one other thing I wanted to mention about the opening sequence is this episode, and I don't remember it from any of the other past ones, but this episode, when Bart and his skateboard fly out of the school, the sidewalk looked really green. Oh, like, I noticed like, that. Like Hulk green. Oh. It was really weird. So I'm going to keep an eye on that for uh, the next episode and uh, see if anything changes on that front. Okay. Uh, so, episode opens. Star Trek. Number 12. I mean, it is kind of funny <laughs> how... Okay, so what, are, what were they at in 92? Because it was Wrath of Khan. I think they were up to four, weren't they? Four. So, I guess the Simpsons were kind of being a little bit bold. Yeah. <laughs> thinking that they're going to be on number 12 by now. Yep. Um, but, I mean, it is kind of funny to, to learn that Star Trek is... In the Simpsons universe, well, and, and as we learn, and uh, we'll we'll learn in a few weeks. Uh, one of the actors, you know, does exist in the Simpsons universe. Yep. Oh yeah. And so we get uh, Captain Kirk sitting in his, you know, very <laughs> famous bridge chair. Captain's log, star date six zero five one. Had trouble sleeping last night. My hazel hernia is acting up. The ship is drafty and damp. I complain, but nobody listens. Oh, Captain Kirk. Yeah. I guess uh, yeah. I guess he's getting uh, cranky in his old age. And so uh, we get a couple shots on the Starship Enterprise, and uh, yeah. one of them is uh, Scotty, yep. and he can't, reach, <laughs> he can't reach the controls to beam anyone up. And yeah. to be fair, if scotty ever needed to be beamed i don't think uh he could even be beamed i don't know what the weight limit on those uh well they're beams they just rearrange your particles yeah but that's a lot of particles i'm sure the beam can handle it <laughs> maybe and I, and so then we uh zoom out into the simpsons uh living room and grandpa's babysitting the kids yep. which apparently he does from time to time now yep uh and he says uh <laughs> movies are a ripoff uh, and he doesn't have to sit here and uh, take this, and he falls asleep. Yeah, it's so funny, because it's Abe. Abe's that cranky old... I mean, there's the picture in one of the episodes where it's uh, Old Man Yells at Cloud. I mean, it's classic Abe. Yep. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Like, they, uh, they, they know how to utilize him, and obviously yeah. he's really tired, and his... Uh, 
you know, Homer and Marge are about to leave for the parent-teacher conferencing. And, yep. uh, you know, Abe's already asleep on the couch. So, you know, it's starting off, starting off very good for this, for this uh, evening of babysitting. Yes. Um, and I don't know why you would need to dress up for parent-teacher conferences, but... Well, I mean, maybe because Marge and Homer know that Bart is such a horrible kid, they want to make a nice impression. Maybe, but I feel like everyone else at the, at the conference was dressed up, too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, especially in elementary school, when we did parent-teacher conferences, we went with our parents. Yeah, now, that's that, what I was going to say. I thought we that, were that, in the that, room. Yeah, and that might have possibly been because there is nobody to watch us, but I don't remember, because that was a very long time ago. Yep. And so Homer, you know, makes up makes up promise to the kids. You know, if the kids are good, pizza for dinner. If they're bad, uh, poison. <laughs> and then uh, Lisa asks, you know, what if one of us is good and the other one is bad? Poison pizza. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, I don't want to make two stops. I I mean, it's hilarious, but. Why would you, I mean, I guess Homer asked, but they would have poison at home. So you just go buy the pizza. I'm sure they have like some type of like insect repellent <laughs> or something at home you can use for poison. Also probably shouldn't be poisoning your kids just because they're bad. And I know, I think this is partially the setup to the rest of the story about, you know, them misbehaving and punishments. So, but poison still seems like a bad punishment. Yeah, but Homer really didn't know what he was getting himself into when Lisa posed, posed that question. Um, so Homer makes uh, uh, Marge talk to Bart's teacher because, <laughs> you know, Homer, they do it every year. That's how the, that's how they do it every year. Um, yeah. And, you know, Marge is like, well, why don't you talk to, you know, Bart's teacher and I'll talk to Lisa's teacher. And, you know, he gets, you know, really upset. He's like, but Marge, blah, blah, blah. And then... um. You know, Homer ends up winning, winning the argument, and uh, Homer honks the horn and starts chanting USA after he got his way. I'm like, yeah, uh, sure, Homer. And then I love, because I've mentioned this before in previous episodes, and like this also happens in some movies, because now Homer is like chanting USA, honking his horn, and the lights are flashing as he's honking. Yeah, I don't know why this is a thing. Why is this a I, thing? I don't know. I, I asked my mechanic friend when it first came up, way back in season one. He says uh, older cars can do that. It's usually a wiring issue. And this is The Simpsons. So I'm sure there's probably something wrong with Homer's car. <laughs> so maybe that's the writer's way of showing that the, the Simpsons aren't rich. They're, I mean, they're lower middle class, and so they don't have the money to fix their cars. Yeah. Uh, so we get to the school, and there's a banner at the school that says, Parent slash teacher night. Let's share the blame. Nah, it's always the kid's fault. Yeah, usually. And so Homer goes into Lisa's classroom, and <laughs> Lobo, he has to suck in his gut to sit in the desk. It's weird, because, like, I get why the gag is there, but there are parents in the background standing. Yeah. And not that they're too fat, it, or maybe it, they just don't want to sit in their kid's desk, but also those desks are small. They're meant for yes. kids. I feel like they would have pushed all the desks aside. And, and this had like regular chairs. Regular holders. chairs, yeah. 
Because I feel like in elementary school, I feel like that's kind of what they did. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, well, it's Homer. He's dumb. Yeah, but yeah, and then I like how he proceeds to, uh, <laughs> you know, unload his flab when he, you know, sits oh, down. Yeah, he sucks in his gut just to sit down. Oh. And then um, he does the uh, Bart thing uh, yep. and makes farting noises with his armpit because that's funny. Yeah, farts are funny. Yep. And so then Marge meets Mrs. Krabappel, or Ms. Krabappel now, because she's um, no longer married. Yeah. Um, and she pulls out <laughs> items out of a box that have been confiscated, and there's a bone yep. from something, a skull, a I don't know how we got a human skull. Maybe he just stole it from, you know, one of those, you know, uh, mannequin looking skull. Probably. Skeleton things. Yep. Maybe that's where he got uh, the bone from, too. Maybe. A chain. Uh, a slingshot, which, hey. Is yeah, this, Bart. Is this the first instance of Bart having a slingshot? I think the second. Or, uh, or what am I thinking? Um, Like, a acknowledgement that he likes yes. slingshots. I think this is the second time we see it. Okay. But he hasn't, has he actually shot one yet? I don't think so. Okay. Oh no, he did. He was in the uh um when he shot the uh, no, we haven't done that yet. That's not the itchy and scratchy land. So we haven't nope. done that yet. So okay, nope. so I think I think we have not seen Bart actually physically use a slingshot yet. Nope. And a crusty doll with a knife for a head. Well, not really for a head. It was It was covered like, by the it, by a hit it, like a you know like the cane knife. Yeah. It's almost like a crusty knife. Oh my god. Why does Bart have that? I don't I don't okay. Bart does a lot of dumb things. I can't imagine this being one of those things Bart would really do. I feel like I feel like one of the bullies made Bart hold it and he got caught and Kerbopple thought it was his. Yeah, that's gotta be it. Because Bart's not the type of kid that would that would be that that bad. I don't think he's that. I like he's a not a good kid, but that level of bad. I don't think we've seen enough of that to warrant that gag. It's funny, but I don't think it's warranted. Yep, exactly. And so then, uh, Mr. Bopple says that Bard has been guilty of the following atrocities: <laughs> synthesizing a laxative from peas and carrots, and replacing my birth control pills with Tic Tacs. So I want to know how he did the first one. Yeah, any scientists that listen to our podcast, let us know if this is something that's actually possible. Like, that's impressive. I don't think I'd be admonishing him for that one. I mean, maybe yell at the kid a little bit, but he clearly has a gift for science if he can synthesize a laxative with just two vegetables. Well, I think it would have been really funny if this had been a prank in the uh, Bartha Genius episode. <laughs> That would have been a good one. That would have been good. I, I think now replacing have... Krabappel's birth control pills with Tic Tacs. That's that's not a that's not good. No, that's a little mean. And then so uh, Marge, you know, doesn't think that Bart means to be bad, but uh, then they cut the kids looking at at the sleeping agent. Bart is <laughs> now is his chance to be bad. Yeah, <laughs> it no, doesn't mean Bart to be means... bad, but eh. but he does. It's Bart. He means to do some things. So after that, we cut back to uh, Lisa's classroom and Mrs. Hoover is praising Homer for, you know, raising Lisa right. And she's very smart. 
And she's like, oh, you must redo them every you must read Elisa when she was very young. And so then we get a flashback of Homer reading the TV guide to Lisa. And on the cover is Mr. T. Dude, that is so awesome. And yeah. I'm sure Mr. T was on the cover of uh, of the TV guide TV at one guide. point for uh, like a team. Oh, yeah. I'm or sure. for wrestling or for wrestling. One of the two. Yeah. So, uh. Yeah, that was funny. I I enjoyed that because, I mean, you can read. I mean, there's words in there, not necessarily smart words, but there's words. But I do. I love how Lisa was trying to escape. Like, I mean, yeah. the, the whole thing is she looks like she's just trying to get out of Homer's arms. Like, hey, read me Doctor Seuss, or yeah. you know, not TV Guide. I mean, I guess it's better than reading nothing, <laughs> right? Well, hey, look. Look, look, look. Vocabulary is built over reading. It really, a kid that can't understand, like a kid that can't understand actual words, reading any words helps. Talking to your your kid helps regardless of what you're saying or doing. Yeah. So then we cut back and all the parents are all like gathered around Homer. Yeah. I don't, I'm assuming he told them. That he read the TV guy. Like, why would you want to take parenting advice from Homer G. Simpson? And then he goes, I believe in the three R's. Reading TV guide, writing to TV guide, and renewing the TV guide. Yeah, he had to try to figure out the three R's of uh, <laughs> of uh, reading or writing. Well, or... it's like, well, the three R's growing up were reading, writing, and arithmetic, which, which two of those aren't even R words. Yep. God, I hated that so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, school taught us uh, how to misspell uh, writing and arithmetic. <laughs> um, so then we cut back to Mrs. Krabappel, and she's like, well, we normally don't do this, but I have a witness. And she brings in a student named Arthur, and she's like, point to on the doll where Bart put the fireworks, and they cut away, and all you see is Marge's reaction. She just gasps. I'm assuming the butt. Yeah, usually. I'm going to go butt area. I'm going to go butt area because that makes the most sense. God, where? Like, I get how bad Bart can be, but. I And I honestly, I understand what they're doing with this episode, but we've never seen this level of bad from Bart yet. No, and I don't think I, I will have to keep keep an eye on it, but I don't know if there's much after this like that he's like completely like you know shoving fireworks down someone's pants or uh well there was the micro or the megaphone episode but that was funny that was it <laughs> yeah it was still bad though and then there was the episode where he, uh he uh didn't stay in the uh, box factory yeah i mean but that was like that wasn't even bad either. That was just him spying on dudes at a country club. Like yeah. I don't, I I don't think shoving fireworks or you know whatever it was and a knife in a crusty head. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, we'll yeah. see. We'll watch. We'll keep an eye out for it. So then uh, we go back to Bart and Lisa, and uh, Bart <laughs> is trying to take uh, Abe's dentures, and he goes over the lips and through the gums. Watch out, dentures, here I come. <laughs> and he's able to take Abe's dentures out without waking him up and then putting them in his own mouth. 
I get the joke, but I agree with Lisa because she goes, ew. I agree. That's really gross. Yeah. And I don't You know. don't know where those teeth is teeth have been? I well, mean yeah, we do. do. <laughs> They're in Dave's mouth. <laughs> do you really want like grandpa germs? Yeah. God knows I... what diseases are in those dentures. Well, I, I mean not only that well, maybe he brushes them, but they soak them in alcohol, you know, every night. So I feel like they're they're fine, but I guess yeah. the other thing is, is the whatever Abe uses for like denture glue to keep him in his mouth instead of falling out. That's, uh, you know what I mean? Like that, that would have yeah. to be in there and on Bart's Ew. teeth. So now we cut back to uh, elementary school, and now Miss Hoover is giving a a bumper sticker to Homer that says, "My child is on the honor roll at Springfield Elementary." Now are those? Ho- now is that how those things were done? I thought parents bought those at like shops or something or, uh, or i mean this... i'm pretty sh- i'm i'm sure maybe the schools give them to the parents i want to um, know well did our okay so i was always on the honor roll i guess i don't know about you but i was always i was on yeah it. yeah and i was always on the honor roll. how come our parents never wanted to showcase how awesome we were on their bumpers because that's pretentious Oh, is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate honestly. I hate anybody who drives a car with that sticker. I just think you're stuck up. That's nice that your kid is doing good in school. I don't need. I don't. I don't need to know, nor do I care. Well, yeah, you don't need to flaunt it. Yeah, and I don't know okay. your kid, so who gives a crap? Yeah. Um, and I love a Homer is like, ooh, that can replace uh, my where's the beef bumper sticker, which we've never seen, which makes me very sad because I'd rather see that bumper sticker. Now, wasn't there an episode where we did see a bumper sticker on Homer's? Yeah, but I don't think it was where's the beef. No, that's the thing. So I wonder if that got replaced by this one or no, 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 that one got replaced by the where's the beef. And then now this one's going to replace that. And I bet you in every episode, we never see this bumper sticker. Probably not. So. Uh, and as you know, so Homer takes the bumper sticker and as he's about to leave, uh, Miss Hoover reminds him that uh, he's still <laughs> stuck to the desk, which I guess for Homer, maybe he wouldn't notice that with all his girth. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That was funny, funny though. Like, that's, how would he get up funny. and walk around? I don't think anyone can get up and walk around with a desk strapped to them. Yeah, but it's Homer. I guess. Remember, he's fat. He can do this. So uh, then we get, uh, we cut back to the house and now Bart is biting down on the ceiling fan with Abe's dentures swinging around and Lisa uh, played the song Saber Dance from the ballet Guyana, uh, which is a great song. I love it. It's a great choice. Lisa didn't play it. That was just what the, playing. that was just I thought the she, sound. Oh, I, I, cause she was standing by the record. I thought she played it. No, I think that was just the soundtrack uh, soundtrack of the episode. Oh, still it's great, funny. Still a great song choice. Yeah, e- excellent song choice. Yep. But what's really what's really mind boggling is how the hell did Bart even get up there? I didn't see a ladder or. Well, it's possible maybe he got up there, bit it, and then he kicked the chair away. And the other question is: Has there always been a ceiling fan in the living room of the Simpsons? Uh, I don't think we hardly ever see the the ceiling, so I'm gonna go with yes. Okay, let's put a pin in that because we're gonna we're gonna look at some Simpson living room shots from here on out. We're gonna, yep. let's see if we see this ceiling, so called ceiling <laughs> fan that's supposedly in the Simpsons <laughs> so, living room. So called ceiling fan. So now we cut back to our second chalkboard gag, uh, where Miss Kerbopple makes Marge write 
I will try to raise a better child on the chalkboard. And I do agree with Marge's reaction that, yeah, how is this supposed to help Bart? (laughs) This doesn't help. Why are you punishing Marge? Like, I agree with Marge. This does not help Bart in any way. I think Miss Kerbopple wanted to try to make a point that Bart is bad by making Marge right on the chalkboard, but I don't think it really connects well. No, and the other the other funny thing, I like how Homer walks by, ha you got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> now, I would have loved to see the roles reversed where Marge is in Miss Hoover and Homer's in Kravapple and see if yeah. Homer would have to write on the chalkboard. Probably. Well, I, I'm assuming Miss Kravapple would realize where Bart gets his bad behavior from. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. And then so Homer walks in, Kravapple's, uh tells him they actually need to discipline Bart better. Yep. And to be fair, they really don't discipline, you know, Bart. No. And, you know, as a ki- as kids growing up, I mean, we got grounded. I mean, we did stupid things. And... To be fair, to be fair, though, um, the punishments didn't stick for very long. No, until we got like video games. Then it was like, OK, I mean, that once we got into the realm of physically doing entertainment, like fun stuff. I think that stuck a lot longer than, oh, sit in your room for, you know, a half hour. Yeah, I I feel like maybe for you, but for me, it really never, I mean, there was a time where where our mom grounded me for a month, and after two weeks, I was back to watching TV and playing video games. Yeah, but that seems like, that, that seems over excessive. But, hey, we turned out okay, so... See, oh, that's that, that's that debate still rages. <laughs> oh, does it? Um, and so I like I, it's so weird. Like I like how uh, Kerbobble says, "Oh, Bart could join the Supreme Court or be a Supreme Court justice, like oh. John Marshall, Charles Evans Hughes, and Warren Burger." Mm, Burger. How 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 is Homer so dumb yet <laughs> so knowledgeable about Supreme Court justices? He watches CNN. Remember the Hands Across America thing, or I don't know, maybe randomly turns on TV channels and somehow pays attention, or has selective memory. Maybe, maybe a selective. I I love that bit though. That you know Homer can be so dumb yet knowledgeable in just this one area. <laughs> yeah, and so Marge asks, "What would happen if they don't discipline Bart?" <laughs> and Kerbopple says, "She doesn't know how low Bart can go." And uh, yeah. March uh, imagines Bart being a fat, exotic dancer is the worst possible outcome. I, you know, okay. That is pretty bad. It's bad, but why wouldn't you think of him being, I don't know, a criminal? Well, she still has some semblance for Bart. I mean, it's not illegal to be a stripper. <laughs> exactly. So, so why wouldn't you go to the most illegal, worst thing possible? Like, I don't know, a drug runner. No, see, that's not the thing. She still has at least some love for her kid that she's not going to think he's sunk that low. But being a, you know, exotic dancer, I mean, that's pretty low. I mean, I guess in Marge's eyes, that's bad. But is that really worse than even imagining him being like, because we see Bart doing terrible things. Now, granted, I don't think they would lead to a life of crime. It's not like he's... But remember, he had the chain and he had the knife. Now, we don't think the knife is his. But 
to me, that would, in my mind, well, maybe he'll turn out to be a criminal, which I would think would be worse than being an exotic dancer. Yeah. But Marge, like I said, Marge doesn't have to imagine that. She just wants to imagine Bart being at a job. I think it was also the job thing. There's a job oh, of Supreme Court yeah. justice, and there's a job of exotic dancer. I don't think that's where her mind was going. I think what Bart could grow up to be, like, as a yeah. career. Oh, fair. So then we come back to the Simpson house, and uh, Bart is now breaking records by biting them with <laughs> Abe's dentures. Yeah. I mean, you know, one thing I do want to point out really quickly, this shot really makes it seem like Abe's teeth are oversized and cartoonish. Yes. Like, I feel like in Abe's mouth, they're normal teeth looking size, but this just makes it look like, and I get he's a 10-year-old, so 10-year-olds have a hell of a lot smaller mouths than than adults, yeah. but it just makes it seem like those are just overly sized and cartoonish. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, it was, and our records, I don't, the I, I like, the other problem is, are records really that breakable with just biting them? No, but that's the thing, like, I feel like the only way that gag works is they make Abe's teeth oversized and cartoonish, like. Yeah, it's. It's a weird gag. Um, And so Bart hears uh, Marge and Homer pulling up and spits out the dentures and breaks them, which, shit, I think swinging from a fan would break them. Shit, even even biting records might break them. Yeah, this this simple task of his spitting them out of his mouth and, uh, yeah. I mean, that would break him too, probably, but maybe they're just horrible, horrible dentures because his, like, health insurance or dental insurance (laughs) is just god-awful. But yeah. then Bart, you know, kind of freaks out. Like, yeah, I love how that's what he freaks out about. He's been doing all this other crap throughout the night. And yeah. he's like, oh, crap. So he goes to the kitchen, tapes them all up, and then shoves them back in Abe's mouth. And he's like, <laughs> and then I like how he's trying to act good sitting on the couch. He's like, oh, I've just been here reading the Bible. Ew. Now, here's, now, here's my questions. So we see the Simpsons pull up and then come to the, the front of the house. Door. They came through the back door. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh but, my God. But, and remember when they left, they went out the back door. Yeah. How did they get to the garage? Just run around the house? What's the point? Yeah. Um, that's, that's definitely getting uh, in the realm of what in the world <laughs> were they thinking? I mean, maybe they had to do something in the backyard before they left. I could give them, I will give them that, the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they had to let the dog in or something. But, like, what? Why are they entering from the back door when coming home? Yeah, would they come in? Well, they probably walk through the kitchen, right? And then out through the kitchen door or kitchen entry. No, because the kitchen, no, the kitchen isn't near the garage. Uh,. Yeah, it is. They enter, the the garage door enters into the kitchen. Oh. Well, that's the Lego set, though. Well, yeah, but I feel like that's the same inside the Simpson house. Where does the garage enter to, then? The dining room? No, the the nowhere land. (laughs) Because remember, the Simpsons house changes on whims. No, no, no. So the garage, okay, so if you look at the Simpson house from the outside, the, the right window is the dining room. The left window is the main living room with the fireplace and everything. And then behind that, that's the the living room. And then to the right of that, that's the kitchen. 
Now, if you look at the garage, the end door, the garage door is just to the right of the dining room. And so that would stand uh, to reason that the back of the garage would be the kitchen. Okay. The way the house is set up. So but they were, com- but they were coming in through the side door. Yeah. The, the backyard door. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense. I, I don't quite. This quite does not make sense. Look at a monkey. <laughs> All right. And so, yeah. And what else doesn't make sense is grandpa talking with his garbled teeth. Yeah. And so Homer's like, you know what? If you don't start making sense, we're going to have to put you in a home. <laughs> Incredibly, you already put me in a home. <laughs> then we'll put you in a cricket home that we saw in 60 minutes. So maybe uh, that's where Homer knows uh, Supreme Court justices. They watch 60 minutes. And which is, like, I like how Grandpa's it, like, I'll be good. <laughs> but it's weird because 60 minutes is on CBS and not Fox. So I'm surprised that they would mention the show. Yeah. And I like how Homer's like, you know, he obviously doesn't believe that uh, Bart broke his dentures. He's like, yeah, well, so what about some of the other things you said? The nurses are stealing my money. The thing on my neck is getting bigger. <laughs> uh, I think you. I think Omer would notice a thing on Abe's neck getting bigger. I would hope. No. Yeah, Maybe. you would think. But then Homer tries to punish Bart. He's like, "Okay, we'll punish Bart." It's like for your punishment, Grandpa gets to break your teeth, and Grandpa's <laughs> like, "Ooh." <laughs> And then, you know, Marge's like, no, 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 no. And then he's like, Bart, go to your room without dinner. You know, and then, you know, Bart uh, Bart's upstairs in his room complaining about being hungry. And Homer tries to bring pizza up to him. And Marge <laughs> is like, hey, no, no, no. And I don't no. think, have have we, were we ever sent to our room without dinner? No, I'm pretty sure I was not ever. There were times where I didn't get dessert. Yeah, I think dessert was more our punishment than no dinner. I now I think I've heard like of kids not getting dinner, which it, that's almost as bad as spanking. Yeah, that's not providing your kids food for whatever. Now dessert's a different story. That yeah. is that's something that's a treat after yes. dinner. And but, I've definitely I've definitely been told no dessert. Now, has that punishment always stuck? No, because I would sneak downstairs later and get dessert, but, you know, but yeah, sending a kid to bed without dinner, and I feel like maybe that was a, you know, 70s through early 90s thing. I don't know if in today's age. Oh, that probably wouldn't fly. That would be like gross negligence for your kid. Yeah, like, you gotta feed your kid. Well, even like, so there's, there'd be sometimes when Elliot was a little younger, not now, because now we yeah. actually, now we can actually re- kind of do it. But yeah. like when he was younger, he wouldn't eat, you know, whatever we would put on his oh, plate. Yeah. And he would be like, oh, I want a grilled cheese or I want mac and cheese. And we're like, well, we don't have that. So if you don't eat that, you're not eating anything. And she would be like, well, you can't just say you can't eat anything. He has, yeah. has to eat something. And oh, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, we can't just promise them whatever. We got to promise them what we have in the house that we could, yes. you know, make for them. And, and so it's kind of, that was not necessarily a gray area, but it was like, well, if he's not going to eat with now, it's like, if you're not going to eat what's on your plate. But I right. feel like, but I also feel like that's not really punishing him. That's just. No, no, no. That's just saying, hey, if you don't want to <laughs> eat what we give you, that's, that's up to you. Yeah. Now that he's a little bit older. You know, I mean, granted, growing up, we were kind of force-fed food. It was, well, you eat this or you don't eat anything yes, kind of ab- deal. That, yep, absolutely. And that definitely happened when I was 
in elementary school, middle middle schoolish, because I hate fish. I hated fish growing up, and when mom would cook us fish, I I ate it, but I didn't eat it happily, because then I knew I was gonna go hungry if I didn't. Yep. So now you know uh, Bart Bart's in his room. He's looking for food, and Santa's little helper comes in, and Bart looks at him, and he imagines the dog's face is a pizza box, and like as like. <laughs> Like, the pizza box was, like, opening and closing, like, you know, Helper's little mouth. Yeah. And I love how, like, Bart, like, starts to lunge at him and the dog runs out of the room. Yeah. And I love, I love the Looney Tunes gag for that. You yeah. know, like, when you're on, like, the, the guys oh, yeah. on the island and they're, uh, you know, picturing the other guy on the island, like, as, like, a yeah. turkey drumstick or something like that. I, I do appreciate some of the Looney Tunes gags that the Simpsons oh, yeah, does use. That's fantastic. So then, uh, it's probably around like you know bedtime for Homer and Marge. I'm assuming at this point because Homer sneaks uh, Bart some pizza, and he goes, "But you have to promise me you'll be good." Bart says, "Okay, I'll be good." And then Homer leaves, and Bart does that little evil laugh, you know, because he was lying. And uh, yeah, Bart. This episode is so weird because, yes, we've seen Bart do bad things and Bart has lied, but I, and I get the setup to this this episode, but uh, just, it seems too far out there even for Bart. Yeah. So now and before our first commercial break, we cut back to the home and Abe sneaks into Jasper's room, tries, trying to steal Jasper's dentures. But Jasper pulls a gun on him. Yeah, that was just such a weird three second scene. Like I'm like, it was hilarious. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Did you need it? Was that absolutely necessary? Yes, because Abe's dentures are broken, and they didn't. The Simpsons didn't replace them. Yeah, but I'm sure he would have got another set the next day or whatever. It wasn't necessary. That I mean, yes, was it funny? Kind of. It wasn't absolutely yeah. necessary. No, it just seemed like a throwaway. I, I, it was you hilarious. Did, so the the Simpsons writers were told you need to add three more seconds to this episode <laughs> to to meet our criteria. <laughs> All right, Abe stealing Jasper's dentures. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> so now we get Lisa in the living room watching TV. Yep, and we get our our first uh, commercial or trailer as it were, for yeah. the Itchy and Scratchy movie. And, you know, Lisa yells for Bart, who's apparently melting a James Bond action figure in a microwave, because... Well, he was playing, uh, who who had the cat? Was that Dr. No? Dr. No, yeah. Yeah, and he had Snowball, too. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I, I expect you to die, Mr. Bond. And then he sets the microwave in. Now, do action figures melt in the microwave? I've never tried that. Well, yeah, it's heat with something that's plastic. Of plastic. course it's gonna melt. <laughs> It's like light, you use the magnifying glass on things. It's going to melt. Heat melts things. And it's a microwave. It's nuclear, dude. That is true. Very so, true. And so Bart comes in and there's Elisa and uh, uh, Bart are watching the trailer. And here is how Itchy abuses Scratchy during the trailer. First, he's poking his eyes. Yep. Shaving his scalp in the center. Scribbling on his face with a magic marker. Firing a flame, uh, sorry, firing a flamethrower into one ear and out the other, <laughs> making two finger bunny ears behind his head. I don't know how that's uh very violent, but okay. Yeah. Um, blowing off the top of his skull with a cannon, that yep. gets violent. 
and jumping into his skull and ripping out handsfuls of brains. <laughs> that's a good that's a good trailer. I think I'd go see this movie. And and the best part, 53% of the movie is new footage. So what did they do? Just take all the uh cartoons and like that's Maybe. what I never never understood about the itchy and scratchy movie. It felt it made it feel like it was just gonna be a bunch of short episodes crammed into a movie and not really a, a movie well the other thing too my thought my thought with the 53 percent of the movie is new footage is maybe they had old footage that they never used oh you're talking so, about from episodes yeah okay that didn't make it in the episodes and they're like well crap we we this movie is too short here's extra crap to throw into it well, it kind of reminded me of, like, when South Park did the uh, Terrence and Phillip movie, where, oh, yeah. where the movie itself just felt like clipped together episodes yes. of, like, Terrence and Phillip. It didn't feel like it was, like, a real, yeah. real yes. movie. By the way, The Simpsons did it first. They did. They turned a <laughs> fake TV show into a real movie. So, good for them. Yeah, so uh, then Homer comes in and he asks Bart if he took the trash out. I think this might have been the next day. I don't remember. I think, wasn't Um, it while they were watching? No, maybe you are right. I think it might have been the next day. And Bart lies to Homer about taking taking the trash out. So Homer goes in the kitchen and there's just a pile of trash in the kitchen. We see some goats eating the trash. You know, I don't question the goats being there, but I want to know how they got in the house. And how no one noticed them getting into the house. Like, those are two large goats. Yeah. And goats smell. <laughs> and how did the kitchen get that bad? Like, I don't, I can't see Marge allowing the kitchen to get that bad. Yeah, kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, the funny thing about this episode just all together so far, it's, it's, it's like the Itchy and Scratchy movie. <laughs> it feels like it's just bits of jokes crammed into an episode like it doesn't make it feel like a real episode it's just i know scenes upon scenes of of jokes like yeah like no real no real story aside from bart not being able to go to this movie like that that's just seems like wow way to ruin it yeah right like we didn't know it was coming so uh homer tells bart or yeah so homer tells bart he's going to punish him and Bart talks his way out of it by telling Homer he can watch unpredictable Mexican sitcoms. And we get our first appearance of Bumblebee Man. Yay. I Yay, love Bumblebee Bumble- Man. Uh, Bumblebee Man. He's hilarious. Yep. So, so now we cut to uh, got a couple guys putting up the billboard for the new Itchy and Scratchy movie. And on the billboard, uh, Itchy is chopping off Scratchy's head. And yeah. and the, the head goes down, and as it goes down, it squirts out blood from both sides. So a newlywed couple stops underneath it, because red light, I'm assuming, and they get sprayed with blood. And at first they look angry, but then they look up and notice the billboard, and they go, oh, that's funny. It's it's you scratchy. That's hilarious. I'd be pissed. <laughs> I don't also, know. I don't know how, how you make a billboard like that. <gasps> Well, okay, it would probably work the first, like, maybe five times Itchy chopped off Scratchy's head. Yeah. But after that, would, I feel like the billboard's running out of blood. Yeah, you would need uh, you would need a lot of fake blood. Yeah, and people to go out and replenish it every day, yeah. <laughs> probably. Yeah, I don't know if that would work, but it's a good billboard. I think it's a very 
Very. I think it would have worked. I think realistically it would have worked without the blood. But the oh, blood, absolutely. But the blood made it more funny. Yeah, and it, the blood was just there for the joke. So now we cut back to the Simpsons household, and Bart is smashing mustard packets with a hammer, singing jingle bells. Yep. Again, I, I agree with you. This just seems like random nonsense. Yeah, it's so weird. And and like some of the Maybe maybe like, that's okay. maybe that's the point because of the itchy and scratchy movie? Maybe, but okay, so okay, get okay, few things. Okay. So first, it's Okay, so everything that Bart does to, you know, get punished is just completely random. We have not taking out the trash. Okay, that I get. That's pretty normal. Yep. Just in the living room, smashing ketchup packets into the carpet? Like, who t- is he that bored? There's literally a TV there. And we know yeah. he has a Nintendo-like gaming system. Yeah. I mean, I... Okay, come on. Is he... Uh, is it the ADHD finally kicking in? Maybe. <laughs> or, like, I feel like... So, maybe this isn't a school day. So, maybe... Maybe he'd be hanging out with Melhouse or other friends? Like... Yeah, it's just so, so weird. And so... I don't know if we want to get into it right this particular second, but one of my other gripes with this whole episode is we know Itchy and Scratchy, the movie, comes out on Christmas we'll, Day. We'll get to that later. We'll I, get to that later. And But that but if anyone's wondering why Bart is sitting here smashing mustard packets while singing Jingle Bells, that's why, because yeah, I guess that uh, makes clearly sense. it's supposed to be Christmas time. Yet there's no snow outside. The Simpsons, we know the Simpsons like decorating for Christmas. There's zero Christmas presents. There's zero snow. Zero snow. Like It, it doesn't even, like even, okay, granted there are times, especially in the Midwest, where there isn't snow on December 25th or even in December. But I'm talking Christmas decorations. The even like dead trees. The, the mention of trees. Christmas. I mean, Nothing. Okay, it doesn't look like winter. Let's let's finish the let's keep talking yeah. and we'll rant about this a little later. Oh, oh, but wait, but wait, there's more. I know. Cuz right here. Yep, so Homer's just about to punish Bart and then he hears the ice cream truck outside and running runs after it. I don't know any Midwestern town, especially okay, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Indiana, Illinois, like all like snow yeah. snow-based states where an ice cream truck is present in the during, winter during the winter yeah this is uh this is uh not uh yeah uh, the only the only thing i can think of is it's it's they're in the south where they don't get snow yeah but okay well, well let's, a lot let's of keep, it anyways let, let's keep moving along so then uh <laughs> i like how the, the truck pulls up and the sign on the ice cream truck reads native american ice cream formally Big Chief Crazy Cone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that would pass today's censors. Well, I think it's I think it's more of a joke than anything. It is. I get it. There's also the uh, Indian character on the van that's mostly covered up. Yeah, but I, I mean, with how sensitive people are these days, I don't know if the yeah, Simpsons but, but would attempt. In- well, Simpsons, maybe, but keep in mind with American Dad, Family Guy, Rick and Morty, like a lot of these shows, yeah. maybe it's more of a Fox thing, but yeah. even Family Guy's on Fox and that gets away with a lot. Yeah. A lot. So I well, don't they I, did They did do the episode where the house is buried on an Indian burial ground. So, I mean. Yeah. So I don't, I, I think it would fly. I think with the way they presented the joke. Yeah. I, I think it would have, would have flown. 
Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, Homer pushes through the kids <laughs> to get to the ice cream truck. Because, you know, he's an asshole. He wants to mm-hmm. wants to get his ice cream. And, uh, yeah, then he's sitting on the curb with Bart. He's like, oh, what was I, uh, what was I uh, punishing or talking to you about? And, you know, Homer's like, oh, it was about that time you wanted, uh, told me how you got out of jury duty. <laughs> and it's like, the, the trick is to say you're prejudiced against all races. I don't know if that would work. I've never had the honor of uh, serving on a jury in our uh, court system. No, I have not. I've I, I've had one summons in 16 years and my number didn't get called. And uh, even so, I think if you tell a judge you're prejudiced against everybody, that means you're not biased, which is, you know, a joke. Yeah. And so you would definitely get selected for jury duty. Yeah. And so, so next up, you know, uh, Bart is in the, uh, living room, one's like pulling up carpet. And they have hardwood underneath, and honestly, it looks better. I hate carpeting. Bart, you can come to my house and pull up the carpeting that's left in my, in my basement. Yeah, but why is Bart, like, this is just like the mustard packet thing. Yeah. Why is Bart it's just his, sitting it, there pulling up carpet? Like, it's just so random. It's his ADHD. Yeah. And so Homer is just sitting up on the, up on the couch while all this is happening. And Marge and Lisa come home with uh, beats and Marge yells at Homer for not punishing Bart. And I mean, I agree. Like, I feel like, you know, if we were pulling up carpet or whatever, like it, it just, I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah. And so Marge, I mean, we'd like, get yelled at. Yeah, I know. I mean, well, you lit the carpet on fire and got punished, so it's almost like the I same was thing. three. No, I didn't. I didn't get punished for that. You got punished for that. I was three when I lit your carpet on fire. Yeah. Why would I get punished though? Because you were supposed to be watching me. Oh, fair enough. Uh, so Marge is, <laughs> as we'll see, Bart gets punished too for not yeah. watching his kid. Yeah. Or his sister. Yep. And so Marge's like, "Do you want your son to become chief justice of the Supreme Court or a sleazy male stripper?" And Homer's like. Why can't he be both? Like late Earl Warren. Earl Warren wasn't a stripper. Now who's being naive? Uh, so I looked this up. Earl Warren was not a stripper. At least not nothing I could find that suggested he was a stripper. Was he one of those uh, chief justice that was like stripping in a hotel room with like someone else and he got caught on film? And How would that be considered being a stripper? Well, I don't know. Well, uh... Uh, I don't know. I know. I know you know what a stripper is. No, like on camera, like you know how like the sex tape, but he was just stripping on camera or something. But that that doesn't make you a stripper. A stripper is an exotic dancer. Maybe he was doing it for money. Was he dancing in the Maybe. video? You just you just said he was stripping down. That would just mean he was preparing <laughs> to do whatever. Well, maybe you're just taking the word too literally. Maybe he was literally stripping down to his underwear. Not no. necessarily, uh... No, because of the context of the conversation, Marge asked Homer if he, if she, if he thought Bart would become a male stripper, and in her, you know, when she was thinking of what Bart could be, he was an exotic dancer. It's all in the context. Uh-huh. And so then we get, for whatever reason, Ion Springfield, so we completely turn our attention. Yeah. And so we're featuring a man who has been hiccuping for 45 years. I looked this up. The world record is 68 years that he's been hiccup- like consistent hiccuping. Like, is that how yes. you base it? Or can he stop for like 10 minutes to eat dinner and then start hiccuping again? 
Uh, I didn't actually <laughs> read the basis, but the dude, I'm assuming it's, uh, well, there's a, con- I think it was a condition. Okay. And so, I mean, it still counts. He's still hiccuping. So, but I feel like as long as the hip- hiccups are consistent. Yeah. I would love to know. The, I would love to know the consistency. Does it have to be every three seconds, five seconds? I mean, seconds. I mean, you know, I hiccup every you know, maybe two to three days. I mean... That doesn't count. No? I mean, no. I, so far I've been hiccuping for 38 years. That that does That's not how it works. <laughs> it's got to be a consistent hiccup. Oh, okay. Like the guy saying, hiccup, kill me. Hiccup, kill me. <laughs> well, I mean, if you had been hiccuping for 45 years straight, uh, yeah, I'd probably say the same thing. Yep. And so then Kent Brockman is in Korea doing an on-site... I, okay he's apparently uh springfield has the money to send their anchors to uh to korea yeah uh no yeah no (laughs) (laughs) and so they're in in, he's in there kind of looking at the the basically a sweatshop conditions of animators and obviously that was kind of poking fun at the uh, simpsons korean animators ken brockman's like but first let's take a look at back in the year 1928 a year when you might have seen Al Capone dancing the Charleston on top of a flagpole. It was also the year of the first Itchy and Scratchy cartoon, entitled The Happy Cat. No, 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 not the first Itchy and Scratchy, the first Scratchy cartoon. Oh, yeah, first Scratchy cartoon. Sorry. Um, and That's film- a very important distinction. <laughs> yeah. uh, the film did, did, did very poorly. But the following year, Scratchy was teamed up with a psychotic young mouse named Itchy, and cartoon history was made. So I looked this up, as you mentioned, 28 was the first year of the very first Scratchy cartoon. Now, the first Itchy cartoon, which we learn in uh, uh, Season 7, Episode 18, was the day the violence died. And that's the first Itchy episode to come out, which came out in 1919. And so the whole thing was, okay, so once we get to this episode, we'll discuss it more, but was yeah. the whole thing that the guy created itchy Correct. and scratchy or Correct. just itchy? I think it was both, but we'll get to that when we get to season seven. Okay. Sounds I good. I think, I can't, I can't remember if it was both or just itchy. And so, as you mentioned, uh, 1929 uh, was, because it's the year after 28, was the first year itchy and scratchy. Um, it was paired up in an episode titled Steamboat Itchy, which is a reference to Steamboat Willie. Yep. So it's the first uh, Mickey once, Mouse cartoon. Once again, making fun of something Disney related. I know. It's <laughs> great. And so, uh, and then Kent Brockman, you know, mentions the, uh, there's an itchy and scratchy episode where they teamed up and beat up Hitler. Because who doesn't like to see that? Yep. And so, uh, you know, apparently Bart is watching this and Homer comes home and he's or into the room and he asks Bart, if he's watching Maggie. And once again, and, did he come in through the back door again? Well, maybe he was already home. Okay. <laughs> maybe, but I feel like if he was already home, because this is, so this is kind of the scenario when you talked about me lighting your room on fire. I was three, which makes you seven, but our dad was home. He was downstairs. Yeah. So maybe Homer was home, but he asked Bart to watch Maggie for a little bit while he went and did something. Although, which is weird because Homer doesn't do things because he's lazy. Yep. And so uh, uh, Maggie's not there. And somehow, someway, Maggie was able to grab Homer's car keys, 
get out of the house, get into Homer's car, start the car, get her foot on the gas pedal, and drive away. And be able to shift gears. Well, no, I don't think... Sh- well, you might put it into drive. Not shift gears. Put it into drive. It's oh, yeah. automatic. Yeah. Well, she. I'm assuming she had to reverse out of the driveway and then yeah. put it in drive. How... Like, I get the joke. It's hilarious. It sets up, you know, the back half of this episode. No way in hell is this ever happening. No, but remember, what was it at Bart? Remember uh, the Babysitter episode? Uh, the babysitter that is Bandit, true. Where Bart, baby Bart uh, got in the car and dr- uh, drove it into the, or trying to hit the babysitter. I think I said in that episode that was implausible. Yep. So, uh, Homer, you know, so Maggie, you know, drives away. And Marge passes Maggie. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if she noticed that it was Maggie. Oh, she did. She, okay. did. she did. She was like, "Oh my god!" And so, and then uh, Maggie dra- drives past uh, Chief Wiggum, Eddie, and Lou. Which, oddly enough, we never see Ralph, uh, or we never see Chief Wiggum in Lisa's classroom during parent-teacher conference. No. Oh my nope. god! You're right. He was never in the room. Now we didn't see his wife either. So Which, maybe they just forgot. Well, or I don't know if you were paying attention. I would notice Chief Wiggum. I wouldn't notice Sarah. That's true. So, uh, yeah, Chief Wiggum was definitely not there. Now, granted, he's the chief of police. Yeah. But I, I, he could probably take a few minutes out of his day considering they were buying coffee when Maggie drove by. And I love uh, his reaction. He goes, oh, that's cute. And he's like, oh, look, a duck driving a bus. <laughs> Uh, what is this what is this crazy land yep it's Uh, springfield yeah so maggie eventually crashes into the springfield correctional institute and the air uh, airbag deploys and she falls asleep and inmates escape and i would like to point out that we know to snake escape it was like all right time to go do some crime crime. (laughs) yep i mean that's what you say when you break out from prison (laughs) um so then we see um homer's they're car all back in, the, well, in the driveway and it's yeah. crumpled so that left, well it hits something well yeah, yeah yeah but isn't that like a staple of homer's car like from here on out like don't we see that even in future episodes where like the front bumper the front left bumper of homer's car is always crumpled it always has that little that little uh, crumple on it. Put it i think it's uh, i think it was there before this was accident. it okay yeah. i that that i didn't know that's what i was kind of wondering if this was like the first time we noticed that or if it that this was the episode that had happened and now became permanent uh i think we saw it before because i okay. think we see it in like the the opening sequence okay we'll we'll put a pin in that and and, and keep an eye out so you know homer's angry at bart for letting maggie drive his car even though it seemed like homer was home um, and he punishes Bart by banning him from ever seeing it, the itchy and scratchy movie, takes up the ticket and tears it up. And mind you, the movie is coming out the next day. Yep. So, so it's Christmas. So apparently it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> now here's the thing. Now, <laughs> now when in the trailer, it says coming for Christmas, not coming at Christmas. Well, no, it's a probably a Christmas release movie. Or even okay. Even, to be fair, let's say it's like the week before Christmas or the week but after the thing, Christmas. But the thing is, the trailer says coming for Christmas. Does that mean itchy and scratchy? I would think it's coming after. On, no, releasing on Christmas Day. That's usually how they present them. On all the trailers that I've ever seen, 
for like Chris, like uh, but that's just Harry Potter. Weird... Like Harry Potter always came out on Christmas. Or... But that just seems like weird wording where you would say "coming for Christmas." Yeah, coming for Christmas. But they said it at the beginning of the trailer, not yeah. the end. Well, no, either way. I mean, yeah. that's how just some of those trailers are. Go watch, go watch trailers. I don't go watch, watch go watch any of the Christmas related trailers. So all the Harry Potter ones. Uh, I guess I can't remember. The Harry Potter was the big one that always <laughs> came out on Christmas. Yeah. So Homer finishes punishing Bart, and after that happens, and notice if you notice, uh, Homer actually sees Snake run by the window. Yep, because yep. his head turns, <laughs> and so Snake runs by, and he's holding a beta VCR, and I love how he's like, he's like, oh, it's beta. I know that was so awesome. Because <laughs> he probably was probably a smash and grab job, and didn't no. realize whoever he robbed the the thing from yeah. was a. Beta player. beta player yeah so lisa butts in and she goes i think this punishment is too harsh this is this movie is the defining event of our generation it com- and it compares uh, uh and then she compares and she asks somewhere well what if what would you do if somebody took away watching the moon landing from you and we cut to uh abe watching the moon landing and homer sitting in a beanbag chair singing along to yummy 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 by the ohio express <laughs> that was and awesome that's great and but I I think that's a false equivalency because like how oh. many like there's so many movies that come out that define a generation. There's like in the 80s, you have Jurassic Park. Back that was to the, the 90s, dude. 80s was Jurassic, back to the future. 90s was Jurassic Park. You're right. Because I was alive when Jurassic Park came out. But you had like Back to the Future. Dirty Dancing was 80s, right? Yeah, but Focus okay, okay, so 80s. no, no, but okay, look at the 80s kids. Like, anyone who was, I'd say, between the ages of, I mean, Lisa's eight, so I don't know if I want to yeah. count that, but anyone between the ages of, let's say, 10 and 18, yeah. in in a certain generation, so the 80s, I would say Back to the Future would be a defining moment. 90s, I would say Jurassic Park would be a defining moment. What about Ghostbusters? That was 80s. Yeah, I mean, that... And, and act funny enough, that was both like the same uh, same time. Yeah. Back Back to the Future and Ghostbusters were released in within the same year. So and maybe and maybe you're not a comedy fan. Maybe you're a horror fan. Evil Dead came out in the eighties. Halloween yeah. came out in the eighties. Like, there's not one particular movie that would define a generation, as Lisa would like to say. Yeah, and the moon, and the moon landing is a once in a lifetime event. Yeah, that is the that is generational defining so lisa got that one right she got that right but the fact that like you know homer bans him from seeing this movie ever now you know you're telling me when he turns 18 he doesn't go find it on vhs to watch it well we get spoiler alert for the end of the episode but bart actually kept his promise he did but you i feel like but here's the thing, you know, they present him so much as this bad boy yeah. <laughs> that they went so over the top in presenting him such as a bad boy that you're telling me that Bart wouldn't even try to sneak into the movie? Because he's done that before. I mean, he got caught, but still. Well, he, well, maybe he would have, maybe he realized sneaking into Space Mutants was a bad idea and got caught, so he never wanted to sneak in again. I mean, that's but definitely But wasn't possible. that after this ep- That was no, after That was the ep- Tall Tale Head episode. Oh, you're right. And so, and also at the box window, they had do not sell to this boy. And then probably at video stores after it was released on disc, Homer went to all the video stores and don't yeah. rent to this boy. I I don't know. 
Because at, at once he once Bart turns eighteen, he's allowed to do whatever he wants. He's an adult. Yes, once Bart turns eighteen, but they don't age. Or at some <laughs> point they do age. They do age because, so. as you spoiler alert, <laughs> Bert and Homer are freaking old at the end of this episode. So at some point the Simpsons will age. We don't know. We don't know when this is, but at some point the Simpsons will break out of their, uh, yeah. you know, thing in age. But anyway. So now we cut to the day of the release, which once again, everyone's outside waiting for this movie and no snow, no decoration, yeah. no Christmas. So now I have to ask you, is there a movie or maybe movies that you've stood in line in to like wait to go in for to the theater? Yeah. So, I mean, quite a few of them when I was a kid. I mean, most of the Harry Potters, the Star Wars. The um, Star those, Wars was my big one. Those ones all had huge lines. Um I think those are the biggest ones that I could to, off the top of my head remember. I'm sure there I were never other ones. I never waited in line to go see Harry Potter. Maybe the first one. Uh I wasn't a big by the time the movies came out, like I love the books, but by the time the movies came out, I wasn't a uh, I, to me it was not my cup of tea anymore. But I believe when Toy Story first came out, yeah, there was a long line for that. Yeah, now now this day and age, the only movies I really wait in line for are my, uh, um, uh, what are those called? The pre-screenings, right? Yes. I have to wait in line for the pre-screening. Nowadays, yep. there's no waiting in line anymore. Everything is, you pick your seats, but when you get your tickets. Yep. So there's, yep. unfortunately, now there's no waiting in line. You just show up five minutes before the movie starts. You go sit in your seat and they yep. took that away from us, man. They took away <laughs> the waiting in lines. <laughs> Anyways, who is waiting in line? Yeah, so the people waiting in line um, for the Itchy and Scratchy movie are Millhouse. Makes complete sense. Yeah. Martin. 50-50, I think. Yeah. But he's a kid, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, Ned and Rod <laughs> Flanders. Now, yeah. what the... Now, what were <laughs> no. they thinking that they were going to see? Or maybe they were going to see a different movie and the movie theater hadn't opened yet. Now, mind you, this is like one of those older movie theaters where it only has like... Two one doors in. Yeah, two doors yeah, in, one, one ticket counter. So maybe they were waiting for a different movie. I can't imagine Ned would allow Rod to see the Itchy and Scratchy movie. Yeah, so... Although unless, it is a... Although, according to Lisa, it's a generational event. So yeah. maybe Ned's like, I don't want my boy to be left out of this. Yeah, but we do realize that, like, okay, what was it? There was the one where they wouldn't even let him watch uh, David and Goliath because he thought the talking dog was blasphemous. No, he didn't want to watch it because the talking dog was blasphemous. That wasn't even on Ned and Maud. Rod didn't want to watch it because of that. Yeah, so why would he want to go see the Itchy and Scratchy movie? Yeah, I don't know. That one's weird. That's that was, a weird one. That one's odd. Um, but I also like to point out, why is there a line when even Bart pre-bought his tickets? Well, like, okay, there's a line because seats. Yes. Like, so that's, that is the one reason why we lined up. Is so yes. not, it, it wasn't to buy tickets. The reason oh, we lined up was to get good seats in the theater. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that, yeah, okay. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Put two and two together. And uh, there were a lot of fights fighting over good seats. Yep. So we also see Otto in a sleeping bag, which yep. means he slept over because he wanted the best seat. But now here's my question. He wasn't even like first in line. <laughs> so how, when did this line start? Yeah. Uh, Abe and Jasper are playing checkers within the line. Uh, why are Did they, they going to see this movie? Or maybe they got confused? I don't know. Because remember, Abe hates Itchy and Scratchy. I know. Um, and then last but As not least... As we learn least, later. But... Yep. 
And last but not least, we see Wendell coming in at the end of the line, which is right in front of the Simpsons house. Dude, where is the movie theater compared to the Simpsons house? And how many people live in Springfield that... What, did everybody in Springfield show up to... I love when they're, like, doing the the the, the long line, like they're doing, like, a pan shot. They're, like, standing on the bridge, and the bridge opens, and a guy falls <laughs> in, and he goes, I regret nothing! Yeah. and But I also like that this wasn't at the, the Googleplex. This was at the Aztec. Aztec, so this was, yeah. No, this was, I, was it first appearance of the Aztec? No, they've had the Aztec okay. before. All right. So why wouldn't they all be at the Googleplex seeing it? I, I feel know. like the Googleplex would have more seats and more screens. They probably would have shown it yeah. on multiple uh, for a big, a big of a movie. This is supposedly is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. And then Homer tells uh, Bart that he will thank him someday. <laughs> and Bart replies, not bloody likely. Now this quote. Yes. Yeah, hands this down. Is, one of my favorites. The, the funny thing is. This quote is on the first album of it The is. Simpsons. Yep. Because it leads into the itchy and scratchy theme song. Yep. 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 He's like, let me tell you so let me tell you a story about how I always wanted a baseball mitt. And my father wouldn't get it for me. So I held my breath as long <laughs> until I passed out and banged my head on the coffee table. Doctor thought it might have brain damage. Dad, what's the point of the story? I like stories. <laughs> Greatest. This is one of my top ten favorite Homer quotes, hands down. Because it makes no sense, but is absolutely hilarious. And it's one hundred percent Homer Simpson. Oh yes. And uh, so Homer tells Bart he can watch whatever he wants on TV, and then he's like, "TV sucks." (gasps) I know you're upset, but I'm gonna pretend that you didn't hear this. (laughs) God, just this whole sequence, just right here. Is is amazing. Oh, it's so good. Um, It's so good. It's the only redeeming quality of this. I know. Anyways, and so Bart tries to you know entertain himself by imagining what he is missing at the movie, (laughs) and he just sees Itchy and Scratchy literally standing in his head. Like, okay, Bart, you've seen every episode of Itchy and Scratchy. This is this is the best you could do. And I love even in his thought bubble, Scratchy's like, "Come on, come on, you can do it. Make us do something. You can can do it." Um, and so. Uh, Bart, uh, you know, sitting on the couch, Lisa comes home. He's like, how was it? It wasn't that great. And Bart's like, be honest. It was the greatest movie I've ever, I've seen in my entire life. And you wouldn't believe the celebrities you did cameos. Dustin Hoffman, Michael Jackson. Of course, they didn't use their real names, but you could tell it was them. (laughs) I love this joke. It's so good. Yep. So this is, this is a great meta joke. It's you a great know, meta joke. So for for those of you that don't remember, Dustin Hoffman played uh, Lisa's substitute, uh, Mr. Yep. Bergstrom, and Michael Jackson played fake Michael Jackson in uh, the episode that was banned on Disney Plus. So you guys have, might have never seen it if you guys are young and don't uh, have the DVD box set. I love it so much. Great. I love the dick because I because I know Dustin Hoffman like regrets not putting his name on it. Yep. No, no, here's the question. Couldn't he go back to The Simpsons and ask him to, like... Now, granted, it probably cost a lot of money at this point, but, like, maybe a couple years after the episode aired, maybe couldn't he have gone back to The Simpsons but like, hey, you guys are doing really well. I want my name on this. Can you go back and re-edit the credits? Probably. Or, like, the... The, the, only, the only thing that might have held that up is royalties. They would have probably... Oh, putting his name in it might have... Yeah. And they're like, nope, you turned it down. We're not paying you royalties for it. Yeah. That well, could maybe, be... 
Unless he waived his royalty fees. That, you could have done that, too. Yeah. Um, and so now we cut to, to cut to school, and Bart is reading the Itchy and Scratchy the movie, the novel, by Norman Mailer. Have you ever read a book based on a movie that um, either A, you haven't seen, or B, you thought, oh, the book's wait, out. Wait, a book? A book based on a movie or a movie based on or a, a book? book? A book that was written to detail the movie. No, I have not. Okay. I, the closest the closest I have gotten to reading any sort of material, comic book, okay. whatever. The only the only the only thing I've gotten close to reading um is the Rick and Morty comic books you've bought for me. I mean that's not based on the movie or the well, TV it's based, show. Well, aren't it's based, they based No, 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 I'm talking about a book. You know like when you go to the a bookstore now yeah. and it's or bookstore or target and you walk past all the books and you literally see the movie cover yeah on the book yeah that's what i'm talking about like a book like they basically transcribe the movie into book format no i've never done that because wasn't i feel like wasn't jurassic park no that was a book first i'm talking about that things was that, i'm talking about a book that came out after the movie, after the movie. that was tra- basically transcribed I don't think I've ever seen a book come out after a movie. Yeah, like, they do. You, oh, yeah. You can well, no, no. I, I'm not saying they don't. I was saying I don't think I've ever seen one. Go to Target and look at their books. You'll see a few for all the movies. But why would I want to look at the books? The movies are always better. Because you're not allowed to see the movie. <laughs> but yes. I'm not Bert. I didn't, I didn't let Maggie drive the car. Yeah. And so I like how Millhouse comes up with Nelson behind him. And once again, why are Millhouse and Nelson hanging out, I guess? But uh, Milhouse is like, I've seen the movie 13 times. And Nelson's like, I've seen it 17 times. And Bart turns to him, boy, you must be getting pretty tired of this movie. (laughs) And he's like, only someone who's never seen the movie would say something like that. And this has been a memed thing for quite some time now. Oh, has it? Yeah. So like, it'll be like, oh, I've listened to this album such and such time. And I've listened to this song such and such time. And then he's like, oh, you must be getting pretty sick of that song. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, like, here's uh, a, now, here's the thing. I like now, granted, they're kids. You know, that's probably their first thought. But there's definitely movies I've watched or TV shows or listened to music where I only saw it like once or listened to it once. And I was like, eh. and then I've heard people go like, oh, I love this song. I'm like, yeah, the song's not that great. Like or said something to the fact of what Bart said. But like, I've listened to it. So, you know, maybe, now granted, Bart would have loved the movie because it's Bart. So I guess their deductive reasoning was good. Yeah. I mean, well, I, well, yeah. It's really weird. Bart is Milhouse's best friend. So maybe he knew that he's not allowed to. But that's the thing. Like, they wouldn't have gone up to Bart if Milhouse knew he had not seen the movie. Yeah, I guess that's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know. That's a weird, yeah, it's weird. But it's a funny gag. Yeah. I, I do like that. And so it's Lisa and Marge, you know, come into the living room and want to talk to Homer. Let You know, they're like, oh, just let Bart see the movie. I, it's been two months. I think he's learned his lesson. Which, I mean, come on. If Bart did nothing wrong, like he was actually a good kid. You know what I mean? Like he was, yeah. he was a good kid. He literally learned his lesson. Yeah. And it's been two months. I I think our parents at that point would be like, okay, yeah. you, you've actually been a good kid for the past two months. You've learned your lesson. All right, let's go see it. And Homer's like, nope, I'm putting my foot down. Yeah, not, I mean, 
He's like, I don't, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns because otherwise Bart could end up the judge at a Mr. Tight Buns competition. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Like, so, you know, as I mentioned before growing up, like my punishments stuck for maybe like a week or two. Like, now, granted, I don't think I was really a bad kid per se. And I don't remember what gro- got, got me grounded for a month when I was like in middle school. But like once, like I got a TV in my room when I was about, like eighth grade so i was like 13 14 and i had my super nintendo up there if i ever got punished yeah i would just play my super nintendo when my parents were downstairs because it was a big enough house where i just kept the volume down so i never learned anything (laughs) good kid i'm glad i'll I'll make sure mom listens to this episode (laughs) like oh no she caught me a few times playing super nintendo and then she had threatened to take it away and then she never did i don't know why she would threaten it instead of just not doing it in the first place yeah because that would probably taught me more of a lesson than be like well if you keep doing this i'm gonna i'm going to take it away instead of you know what you've been bad i'm taking it away anyways so uh bart tries to go see the movie and there's a poster as steve mentioned earlier in the ticket counter that says do not sell this boy and the ticket guy was like uh i promised your dad we wouldn't sell you a ticket so I, I feel like I get it's a small town and we're like, but what would Homer do if he sold Bart a ticket? Like well, that Bart, he would have realized Bart, Bart would have come out. He, you, you know, when, okay, look, the reason they catch criminals is because they flaunt what they stole. They don't, they can't keep a secret. Like criminals want yeah. people to know that they did something bad. I guarantee you Bart probably would have just at some point would have slipped up. You know, oh, that was a great movie. Oh, remember this time in the Itchy and Scratchy yeah. movie? But here's the thing. If I'm running an establishment and the person that comes up, unless they've been banned from the establishment, I'm going to sell them a ticket because I'm trying to make money. I understand what Homer is trying to do. And it, again, it goes to the end of the episode. But at the same time, if I'm running an establishment in a small town and some random guy comes in. But he wasn't random. He wasn't. Oh, you're talking about Homer. Yeah. Like if like, okay, even if I knew the guy came in, like, Oh, don't sell to my son. I'm going to go. Well, he hasn't done anything wrong. Well, technically he was stuck into a movie at the Aztec. So he did do something wrong. That is true. But maybe time heals all wounds, (laughs) but I'm like, okay, we're putting that aside. If a father comes into my store or place a business and tells me not to sell to his kid, I'm going to be like, look, as long as he hasn't done anything wrong in my store or place of business, I'm still going to sell to him. No, look, he's 10 years old. I mean, look, I, if you walked into a, well, I guess you have to be 18 years older or now to buy like fireworks. Correct. Even, even at Target, even at Target, like the dumb fireworks yes. at Target. Well, back in, the, tar- back in the nineties though, you couldn't, or you could, you can literally buy anything, drugs, whatever. You, you they <laughs> no ID checking whatsoever. So Bart, if I was at a Target and I didn't want my kid buying fireworks at the Target, I'd go into the manager and be like, "Hey, don't sell my kid fireworks." I'm sure they would allot it because, hey, it's dangerous. It's you know. But watching a movie isn't dangerous. It can be. Um, he could he could uh, learn something in the movie and be like, "Oh, I wonder if this works in real life. Let's chop off some cat's head." Uh, Bart isn't a sociopath. Right, let's, let's move on from this. Come on, we gotta uh, finish this episode. Well, the uh, so then they uh, so now we get the you know 
Ken's doing, oh, this is the last, you know, time we'll Itchy and Scratchy will be in the theater and we see uh, the billboard getting replaced with a <laughs> Springfield Barber College billboard, but they leave the blood gushing parts in it. Well, it's like, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, the Johnny Depp movie. Not really Johnny Depp movie, but it was a play first or a musical. Uh, Barber well, the- Seville. Yeah. Where it's, so it was kind of, maybe it was like a, a reference to that. Maybe. So uh, it's now eight months since the movie came out and it got nine Academy Awards. Um, So I guess it's a really good movie. It must have been a really, now one thing that I do appreciate about this scene, which is actually really cool. So we, we, uh, it's Christmas time, right? So we get zero anything like zero Christmas whatsoever in this entire town. But eight months after that would be August, right? Yeah. Leaves start changing color. Leaves are, they actually made it look like it was fall. Like the, the background, you know, the background atmosphere made it seem like it was fall. So it's like at some point, one of the artists was like, Oh, eight months later. Okay. Came out at Christmas. Oh, it's fall time. Like it just, it's so weird. (laughs) It's weird. So now, now uh, do you know? Do you know the longest running theater release in history? No. Independence Day. Okay. It ran from Fourth of July '96 to almost Fourth of July the following year. It like left theaters in like April. Wow. So longest running theater because it was a huge movie, just yeah. absolutely huge, and. I think there were always times of them talking about pulling it out. And yeah. I would keep driving by our movie theater as a kid, you know, when uh, yeah. so I was like, you know, 14, 15, whatever. I kept driving by the movie theater and I kept seeing Independence Day on the marquee. I'm like, fuck, is this thing ever going to leave theaters? Yeah. But no, it was the lo- longest run and it won a bunch of Academy Awards too. So yeah, for those of you that following following along with what I'm saying, Itchy and Scratchy movie is just as good as Independence Day. <laughs> So uh, Homer and Bart are uh, in the house watching this uh, Kent Brockman special. Yep. And Bart, you know, tells Homer that he won. And Homer is like, no, we both won because I set you on a uh, special path. Yep. And so now we get 40 years later, we get futuristic Springfield for the first time. We have flying cars. Moses sign is futuristic. It's a very futuristic world. Yep. And we learn that Bart is now the uh, chief justice of the Supreme Court. And they uh, he's in Springfield visiting Homer. Why is he wearing his robes? Because chief justices like wearing their robes. I Whatever. So <laughs> uh, the Aztec is now showing classics of animation featuring the itchy and scratchy movie with Beauty and the Beast, which is another Disney t- t- movie. Yep. So, uh, you know... The, uh, Homer's like, I think you learned your lesson. We can go see the movie. Yep. So uh, we see a sign that says first 50 customers get a free Glexnor, whatever the hell a Glexnor is. <laughs> and so uh, Bart, a- a- um, Bart asks Homer if he wants to see it. And Homer, you know, as I just mentioned, Homer's thought Bart learned his lesson, which yep. I would feel like, you know, if he's Supreme, like, I feel like once he got into college and law school and like, was successful in life. I feel like that's the point he learned his lesson. Well, no, 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 but, but Homer, but remember itchy and scratchy probably wasn't back in theaters. This is like the 40th anniversary. So like, like they are doing now, which is kind of cool. They put anniversary dated movies 
yeah. in the theaters. So it was probably just an anniversary of the movie. And they're like, hey, yeah. let's bring it back to theaters. And so yep. they go up to buy tickets and you see the poster of uh, of Bart still hanging up. Don't sell this kid. Don't sell this kid a ticket. And But you know, Homer's there with him. So, I, so it's and, okay. And, yeah. And it's probably not the same ticket taker either. So he probably doesn't yeah. even remember. Yeah. Um. And so tickets now cost six hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I guess I'm never seeing a movie again. In, uh. Well, granted, so this would have been 2032. So we're only 11 years away from this. Yeah. So I could. Well, look, Disney Plus for premiere access for movies in home are like 20 bucks. Yeah. So they're getting pretty pricey just to see a movie. But $650 in 11 years, 12 years, yeah. 11 years. That's outrageous. We'll see. We'll put a pin in this. And <laughs> I think we should still be recording these by then. So probably. So so we'll put a pin in this and we'll come back. In, we'll come back uh, to you in 11 years. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if ticket prices are still $650 or are $650. Um, so they go buy movie snacks and uh, yep. Soylent Green is one of the uh, items they can buy, which is a reference to the movie Soylent Green, where... Food is made from people. So in, in spoiler alert. So in 2032, <laughs> we'll also put a pin in this. See if we're eating people yet. I I think we kind of. Well, we're not cannibals. Never mind. No. Uh, and then the way Homer and Bart walk into the theater to see Itchy and Scratchy is a reference to Mystery Science Theater 3000, which I love. Mystery Science Theater 3000 is fantastic. I yep. love this reference. Now it's now the shot. I wish they would have done the shot of this next conversation. Where, yeah. you know, Homer and Bart are talking about the movie if they did it from uh, that Mystery Science Theater 3000 perspective. Yeah. But unfortunately. Yeah, but, but that perspective, they're, they're, the guys are making fun of the movie. Well, yeah. I mean, but they're still talking about the movie. Yeah. I mean, you're, you you might as well go all out. If you do one reference, you might as well just finish <laughs> it. Up, close out the episode like it. Yeah. But so we see the, uh, I don't know, obviously if it was an intro to the movie or what it was. But a it's scene. A scene. Yeah. Itchy ties Scratchy to the train tracks, but the conductor won't let Itchy drive because he's not a conductor. So he goes to engineering school to get his degree. And then by the time he gets back, Itchy's trying to get out of, you know, pretty much almost out of the uh, robes. And Scratchy runs him over with the train. You bet. And... You, you flipped that, by the way. Scratchy's oh, the yes. cat. Yeah, sorry. Scratchy's almost out of the ropes and Itchy runs him over with the train. So yep. it took quite a long time for either Itchy to get his degree or for Scratchy to untie himself. I or don't both. know. <laughs> or both. <laughs> um, and Homer asks which one the mouse is. And Bart tells him that is Itchy. And Homer responds by saying, Itchy's a jerk. And scene. And scene. God, this this episode, man. I, I. It's so hard for me to grade it because, as you pointed out, it's a lot of just the scenes. I wouldn't say necessarily were random, but they just seem like put together and like all the bad things that Bart did, like smashing mustard packets. Okay, just make him clean it up. Ripping up the carpet. Okay, that's kind of bad because now you got to fix it. But we've never seen up to this point that Bart was such this bad of a kid. And uh, the fact that, you know, Bart stuck to his guns about not seeing this movie for 40 years. I feel like at some point in his life, he would have seen the movie either on purpose or even on accident. Like maybe as a friend <laughs> who has a DVD, he's like, 
hey, let's go nostalgia this night, this week, and watch the Itchy and Scratchy movie. Or it was on TV, you know, like on FX yeah. or something. Like, I feel like he would have not kept his promise for 40 years, either on purpose or on accident. Like, so I'm going to, I'm just going to go three. Uh, don't have a cow van. I, it's, it's got that cla- the, the classic Homer line where he's like, I like stories. Yeah. Um, again, as I've said, anything that ends up on an album is usually a good episode. This is the second time this has happened now. Um, but this isn't really a song. That's not really a song. It's just, you know, you know, a phrase. Yeah. So it's, it's good. It's got some good jokes, but it's a three. Yeah. I mean, Bobby, agree- Bobby I, agrees with me. Yeah. I mean, I wanted, like, I saw this episode coming up. I'm like, oh, it's the itchy and scratchy movie. I loved this episode when I, when I was growing up. Yeah. But unfortunately, time did not test my brain to this episode. Because yeah. after watching, I'm like, this really wasn't that good. And I think it was the whole, I didn't realize it was Christmas at the, you know, yeah. I, I didn't realize it was Christmas. I didn't realize how thrown together it looked like the episode was i mean yeah the bits and pieces that were good were good but i was really i was really going into this episode like oh i'm gonna give this episode a five like even before i even like watched it but yeah after watching the episode i'm kind of with you i'm like middle of the road don't have a cow man yeah like i it kind of it kind of was like look if you're gonna make it christmas fine at least you don't have to make it a christmas episode no but show but us that it's christmas show us that it's christmas do a little legwork we know it snows in springfield during the winter do do yeah. some legwork do some you know make it okay so there's a line waiting for the movie make it yeah. seem like oh we're we're so hardcore we're in bundled up we're 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 warm waiting for this movie i yeah. i don't know just do something that just seems really crazy to me but everything i mean the 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 punishment side i think obviously we it was kind of like oh we have to punish our kids we have to make you know this is how we make them respect you know yeah. adults and homer homer was very bad at punishing bart yeah, until the itchy and scratchy movie and then he was yeah. like okay and then i'm sure homer's like oh it worked punishing punishments work but yeah. i think the whole lisa and march side of it's like oh it's been two months let him go see it I mean, there are bits and pieces of this episode that definitely are classic. They're funny. They're yeah. good. They the Looney Tunes stuff that Bart kind of goes through, even though it doesn't necessarily equate to, uh, you know, reality. But it's still yeah. funny. It still does what it's meant to do. But yeah, yeah. three. I'm going with the three. Um. But yeah. So let's uh break it break down our character profile. And this one, we're going back to the beginning, back to 1920s itchy and scratchy. Even though technically Itchy was born in 1919. Yep. Uh, but we don't know that yet. Nope. Uh, so uh, Itchy and Scratchy were born in 1928. They died endlessly. More <laughs> Scratchy than Itchy, but you know. Yeah. Uh, their first appearance was in black and white. Yep. As was the uh, color at the time. Uh, their first cartoon uh, or the first cartoon, Happy Cat, the Happy Cat, featuring only Scratchy, and it performed poorly. Yep. And then first teaming of Itchy with Scratchy was Steamboat Willie, which was awesome. Uh, Ste- Steamboat Scratchy. Sorry, Steamboat Scratchy. Why did I write Steamboat Willie? I think it was just in my head. Uh, <laughs> no, not it was Steamboat Itchy. Steamboat Itchy. You're yes. Right. Yeah. 
We got there. We got there. We got there. It's Um, a reference to Steamboat Willie. Yes. And I love the whistling. And then, you know, his first weapon of menace was a Tommy gun that Itchy used to repeatedly shoot out Scratchy's knees. (laughs) That was Uh, awesome. I love how they turned into bones, too. Yes. And their second weapon of menace, a furnace into which Itchy leads Scratchy, closing the door behind his body. And then, you know, his body goes limp and then he pulls him out and it's like burnt ass skull. Yeah. That was pretty oh, good. That itchy and scratchy. Pretty, pretty brutal, man. Yep. He's a, he's a brutal mouse. Uh, we all know that cats hate mice. I, you know, now that I think about it, and, and I don't know why this thought never crossed my mind. So, the mice in the world of cartoons have always been out to destroy cats. No, not I, I don't know about that because there's quite a few Tom and Jerry episodes where Tom and Jerry team up. But the original Tom and Jerry, the original episodes was always, you know, Tom going after the uh Jerry and Jerry blowing him up, strapping his tail between uh mouse traps. Nothing as bloody and violent as this, but No, but also don't forget in the original cartoons, Jerry is a cat. No, Jerry's a mouse. His, or Jerry's a mouse, Tom's a cat. Tom was told to keep the mouse out of the house. So he was just doing his job. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry's a jerk. Itchy's a jerk. Jerk. <laughs> All right, guys, let's close it out. Um, as always, you can find us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, search the Simpsons did a podcast. You can find our podcast on uh, YouTube uh, and you can donate uh, buymeacoffee.com backslash Simpsons did a pod. Um, we got stickers for everyone who donates, so uh, yep. donate and get some free stickers. And the more you donate, hopefully sooner down the line, we have some other free awesome stuff that we can mail out to you. Um, yes. uh, so until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. 